Infender.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Go to our Discord. Even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infender.com today. So connected to the world of Nintendo, even Link knows where to find us. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 701. Um, I'm going to remember the episodes for at least a couple of weeks because it'll be easy. Um, how are you doing tonight, Justin? I am doing pretty well. Um, got some exciting news during my change of the system, so... Yeah, I'm sure a lot of it will be... Um, uh, headset oriented but um in any case let's talk about the news that we've got going on first um because there was a little bit of stuff that happened this week mostly um news that's probably gonna land somebody in jail um but uh yeah super mario wonder is coming out this week it's launching on the 20th of october if uh you are wondering the exact date. However, um, as soon as like Friday and Saturday, um, I was starting to see, I guess Friday the 13th, um, I was starting to see like streams online of people playing Super Mario Wonder. And at first I thought it was just like people that were playing the... Um, like press, yeah. Yeah, like press. Well, I'd, or I even like the... Because I think Best Buy had like a demo disc of it or something like that. So I thought maybe somebody got their hands on that. But um, no, it's like the full game, like it's going. And I, I saw some stuff that I didn't really want to see, uh, quite frankly. <laughs> um, so I immediately turned it off, immediately went over to um, the old interwebs and did a little Google search. And yeah, no, the full ISO is available on your favorite torrenting website right now for Super Mario <laughs> Wonder. So that's kind of troubling. I'm sure it's not going to affect uh, the sales as much as, you know, you know, it's going to sell gangbusters. It'll probably affect the sales a little bit, but Nintendo's going to come down with a Iron Fist. I'll tell you that much. Um, you well, do you remember when this happened for Super Mario Brothers Wii, or new Super Mario Brothers um, Wii? Yeah, I remember it happening for one of the previous ones. I couldn't remember which one it was, but yeah, um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a constant, you know, back and forth between you know game makers and pirates and stuff like mm -hmm. that we've we've talked about it on on the air before i'm i emulate you know old games and rare games and import games i'm not interested in in ripping off new games yeah so if i can if i can go to the e-shop and and download it from there then I, that's what i'm gonna do right but uh, mine's already pre-ordered anyway so yeah i've already uh, spent a voucher on mine for sure so but uh yeah that's how i did it. it it's uh it's kind of interesting that it's happened it's probably not too surprising though considering that there's probably millions of these copies out at retailers at this point you know just kind of waiting for release date so my guess is like you know like a mom and pop or somebody like swiped it from Walmart or something like that that worked there and just like uploaded it um, because that's easy to do these days with like a hack switch and everything you know just like rip a, a game cartridge so yeah I don't know um, we'll see what happens I'm sure in the next uh, couple of months we'll see two things um, number one Mario's still gonna sell like hell it's gonna like just sell like crazy it's gonna probably sell more than uh, 
Breath of wait Tears of the Kingdom if I had to put my money on it. But um, also, Nintendo's going to sue the hell out of these people, whoever it was. They're going to find them, and they are just going to be in a world of hurt for sure. So uh, yeah, yeah. Was it worth it? <laughs> yeah, right. To get your like 15 minutes of fame online or whatever. Um, but I guess moving on to companies doing things a little bit more legally. Um, so Analog, a company that um, released the Analog Pocket, I think is what it's called. That's what uh, um, yeah. Steve was talking about last week, amongst a, a bunch of other things. They are into the FPGA um, game, meaning that there's... I guess if you're not a technophile, it basically means that it can perfectly emulate old hardware. So um, it's basically like having a uh, uh, Game Boy in the analog pocket that is, you know, pixel for pixel what you would see on like the Game Boy. Other than, you know, higher resolution screen, all that stuff, you know, but like perfectly emulated. So they're doing the same thing. Yeah, and it's not even, uh, the thing about analog is it's not even... I don't even think they use emulation. I think it's all done in hardware. Yeah. So they they basically fill their their systems with as close to original specs as possible. So you get like near flaw. And then of course it's got all the fancy things like Bluetooth controllers and, and HDMI out and stuff like right. that. Um, I've wanted an analog system for years, but they are They're pricey. expensive, yeah. Yeah, the I, I guess in fact I, I'm Go ahead. Uh, uh, oh, I was. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish your news because you never because I didn't let you get around to what we were gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, good discussion there because like people probably don't know the difference, right? You can probably you know on TikTok or wherever else you see all of these handhelds that can emulate everything for like 50 bucks. So like, why would I spend all this much money on something that is an FPGA? Like, what is that? It's basically instead of software emulation, I guess you can think of it as hardware emulation. You know, it's like perfect hardware um, recreation of the what it was. So they announced that um, they're going to be bringing out something that they're calling the Analog 3D. Um, it's going to be a recreation, I guess, of the Nintendo 64, but it's going to have 4K resolution. Um, it's going to have um, just everything that you could want. Like you can sync up your Bluetooth controllers. You can play your cartridges directly. Um, so it looks. I didn't realize it was 4K. I did. I, I yeah. just kind of glanced at the at the announcement. Yeah. Um, Mm hmm. So that's that's the whole shtick about this, right? Like it's going to be you're going to it's going to like have perfect upscaling, basically, you know. So, um, yeah, I am pretty excited about this one. I think it's going to be really expensive, though. I really do. Yeah, I'm they didn't announce a price. I would not be surprised if it was in the five hundred dollar yeah, range, honestly, because. Uh, most of the analog systems are between two and three hundred, and those are emulating like NES, Super NES, Genesis, mm -hmm, Game Boy stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, N64 is notoriously difficult to to emulate and reproduce, and on top of that, you know, like the patent just expired. So you know, in fact, uh, I think it was Hyperkin was supposed to be releasing one of their. Uh, clone systems right a couple of years ago that never never uh, materialized but right uh knowing that it does 4k and 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 has all these other things i might keep my eye on it um 
because you know I'm always looking again N64 games are do not emulate well on anything so I mean mm-hmm. hell even Nintendo has had trouble emulating their own N64 games right so you know if this can get perfect emulation and high resolution output you know if it's within a reasonable price range I might I might get it yeah I've they've got so much stuff on their product lineup the one uh, beyond besides the um, the Game Boy thing whatever it's called the analog pocket the one thing that I have wanted was the Super Nintendo version I think it's called like the Super NT or something like that but um, because I have a Super Nintendo, but it like kind of works, you know, you have to like jiggle the, the thing. So it'd be really nice to have the ability to play my Super Nintendo games um, via an HDMI cord, you know, like it, I, I definitely see the, um, the attraction to these machines. Yeah, it's um, and they it looks like they produce these things in limited quantities because mm-hmm. I'm looking at the website right now and the mega SG, which is a Genesis um, is sold out. The super NT is sold out. The, the pocket, it goes in and out of stock. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the duo is. Let me take a look at this. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if, if you've got the money, I, it looks like it's a, maybe a Neo Geo. Yeah. The, I, I th- think the Dio and he's turbo graphics. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, one of those old machines that I never had. Mm. Actually, I went to somebody's house that had a Turbo Graphics, and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I was like, "This is the future!" <laughs> and then nobody ever had a Turbo Graphics ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm kind of uh, maybe a little t- bit too excited about this thing. I just have a lot of uh, Super Nintendo games that are just kind of like collecting dust at this point. You know, I've got had my eye on a Mega Drive for like the longest time, so that might be like the perfect way for me to get a Mega Drive with it. Well, with a Super, no, yeah, Mega Drive has a um, has a does the EverDrive have a Nintendo sixty four version? Yeah, you have one, right? Yes, I had to stop and remember what an EverDrive was. Yeah, so. I think they have an EverDrive for pretty much every cartridge. Ow, I bit my tongue. For pretty much every cartridge-based system at this point. Uh, I've even seen them for, like, uh, Neo Geo, Turbo Graphics, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and those, I believe those things work with the analogs because, again, it's all hardware-based. So if it it can read the cartridge, it should be able to read the, the flash yeah, totally. I would probably have to get an EverDrive to pair with this thing. Although I think if it's anything like the Pocket, um, you can probably like you know read ROMs off of like an SD card or whatever. But there, where's the fun in that? You want to use like actual hardware and stuff. That's the whole point. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'll, I'm definitely following this thing. If it drops in the same range as like the, because as you were mentioning, they have a bunch of stuff it's like the Super NT is I think like. Uh, 250 the the, um, the one for the Mega Drive is like 200 if it drops anywhere like below 400 I'll like cons- really 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 consider this thing you know because it's just like uh, you know then what else can it do you know I, be- I bet from from my understanding it'll probably be able to emulate everything from Nintendo 64 down you know so at that point I can play put like everything on there you know so yeah I don't know so the the analogs are not the same as like the the hyperkins and stuff like that. They're not usually 
uh, multi-systems. Sure. They just do one system and do it perfectly. So, like, if you get the Super NT, I believe you're only going to be able to play Super NES and Super Famicom games. You wouldn't be able to play, like, original NES. The I think um, that people release, like, is... cores, but I don't know how that works, though, honestly. I don't know how that okay. works. I don't know. We we need our our analog expert to uh, yeah but, to come in and and school us on it. Yeah, just because like uh, I know that Steve, uh, Steve, you know Steve, you guys know Steve. He was just on here last week. Um, he was telling me that he was downloading like cores for his pocket. So like he downloaded a core um, for like a Tamagotchi even that you know that was basically of course put, he did. puts a Tamagotchi on there. I, I don't know if you can do that for all the other systems though. I just I just don't know. So uh, I don't know, but yeah, I'm 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 with you. I'm gonna keep my eye on this, uh, and hopefully it will release at a at a halfway reasonable price. Yeah, like, I'm expecting it to be pricey, but. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if it's going to be the, the price of a PS5, I think it's going to be a hard pass for me. Yeah. But if it's, uh, it, again, like, like N64 is one of those systems I go back to a lot. And I mean, the, the retro tink does a pretty decent job of cleaning up the picture, but to be able to play these games, like re-rendered in 4k, um, you know, progressive scan on my big screen TV might just be like mm -hmm. might just be worth the worth the pocket change. Yeah, I'll I'll probably wait for like a review from somebody that says this is the best thing ever and then I'll really need to get it and then it'll be sold out and then I'll be so sad. But um I I yeah, like you I'm definitely looking out for this one um so all right um i guess until next time when we're probably playing super mario wonder for the rest of our lives um let's uh change into change to the system and talk about a non super mario wonder game um i'm gonna let you go first because i know you've got a lot to talk about and i am actually really excited to hear about your change of system this week from your uh little teaser last week i guess all right. Well, um, I'll I'll save the best for last and uh, kind of get rid of the same old, same old first. Um, I almost accidentally almost finished Shadow Man the other night. Um, I was, you know, kind of checking off the boxes, uh, you know, going to the areas that say, you know, collect, you know, this many Dark Souls, find this weapon, go to the... And just kind of bouncing around and clearing an area before I moved on to the next one. And then the next thing I knew, the the uh, level select screen had absolutely no objectives on it except open schisms. <laughs> which is, like, that's... To make a, a Nintendo comparison, that's like getting the key that unlocks the, the door to Bowser's... Um, oh, <laughs> you know Bowser's sure. uh, hideout in 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 Mario sixty four. So um, the way, and I know I've described this game as kind of a a a Metroidvania, and it is. It's also a little bit Mario sixty four in the kind of collectathon sort of way. But the end of it, I didn't realize. Um, so at any point after you get a certain item, you can open a schism into one of the boss's areas. Mm -hmm. um, but you cannot uh, f defeat the boss until you have collected uh, certain, like, three objects that, that are supposed 
to help you. Sure. Basically, you can't fight them during the daytime, so you have to collect three objects that created uh, an, an eclipse so that you can use your shadow powers in, you know, in the in the real world and the in the daytime. So, um, try not to get too too lore heavy because it gets kind of confusing. But uh, long story short, um, I knew that you had to defeat all these different bosses at some point. What I didn't realize was you could, you can tackle them in any order. Um, you can fight them as soon as you get the the device that lets you fight them. You can enter the level as soon as you have the device that opens the level, even if that is way before you can actually, you know, fight the boss. Um, and then there are, after you defeat all five of the bosses... There's a section in the game where there's, like, this big machine with, like, pistons going up and down. And you sure. can't go by because the machine's running. And you can shut off one of the pistons. And it didn't occur to me until earlier today that I never stopped all the other pistons. How do I get to the other end of that? Well, my best guess is probably every time I defeat a boss, it'll open up a door to mm -hmm. stop a piston. And when I've stopped all the pistons, then I can go... Uh, you know, fight the final boss, who I believe is Jack the Ripper. Uh, so you've got these five, like, serial killers who are given these special powers so that they can't die. You have to take them out, and then I guess that opens up the way to Jack the Ripper, who's the final boss. Sure. But the rate I'm going, I might end up 100%ing uh, this game, because um, I have collected every Dark Soul, which are, you know, the power stars of this game, uh, I've collected every single one of them that I can collect at this point. Um, I have upgraded my health all the way to almost the, like there's only one uh, health bar left to to upgrade, and I'm almost halfway to having all the things that you need to do that. So so once you get to um, the final boss, you're going to be pretty much like invincible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which which is my favorite way to fight final bosses. Right. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, like like I I put fifty hours into the rest of the game. I don't want to put another fifty hours into fighting the boss. Sure. I want to be able to just steamroll them. Um, speaking of of end games, I am very close to the end of Paper Mario. Um, I've climbed Bowser's castle, and I think I'm at a point right before you fight him. I can't remember. It's been 20 years since I played the game last. But uh, I'm definitely near the end of that as well. So, um, and I am one level, I think one level shy of the max level you can be. So um, I'll probably wipe the floor with Bowser as well. Um, so just in time for Mario Wonder to come out and, uh, you know, hopefully... Uh, I uh, won't be too distracted to play Super Mario six, or 64 uh, RPG when that comes out next month. Right. Um, so, so yeah, that's been most of my game playing time. I have been playing with the uh, with the quest uh, that I talked about last week. Um, it's I, I mostly I've just been watching things on it. Uh, I. You know, I side-quested side it, which is basically, you know, you put it in developer mode, you hack it, and you can load and unload, you know, things from your computer. So I loaded it full of 3D movies, um, IMAX movies, basically anything that's going to look good, you know, right, in, in, right. in the headset. 
Um, the field of view, I think, is the best of all the models that have come out. I've, of course, I haven't used the Pro because it's like $1,500, but um, the field of view is so good that I can put, uh, like, uh, one of the things I have is, uh, what's it, the Dark Knight oh, uh, sure. with all the IMAX footage in its full height. So when 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 he shot when they shot the Dark Knight, some of it was in IMAX. Uh, IMAX is almost like a square-shaped picture because you're both, you know, the theaters, you basically sit in the middle of it and it surrounds you. Right. And then you've got the widescreen for for the rest of the movie. But when they put that on on Blu-ray or put it on TV, they do the old-fashioned thing where they just cut like off the, the top yeah, and bottom like, of the frame yeah. yeah, to fit it on the screen, um, which I didn't realize until Zack Snyder's Justice League came out and he intended that to be in IMAX, so that looks like an old TV show with the with the bars on the side. And then he re-released um, Batman versus Superman with the same with the IMAX footage in the same format. Long story short, I'm, my 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 uh, caffeine's kicking in here. <laughs> um, uh, I can turn on an IMAX movie and just. Fill, uh, like, zoom in as far as I possibly can, fill my entire field of view, and still be able to see most of the movie, which I could not do with the uh, with the Quest 2. Um, that had such a narrow field of view that I always felt like I was looking through, like, binoculars or something like that. This has expanded it um, so that, like, you're just surrounded. Um, I was telling Eugene earlier, I uh, downloaded... Um. Uh, the the footage from the original Star Tours at Disneyland and the original Back to the Future the ride at Universal Studios. Right. And uh, I also did one for the Simpsons ride. The footage isn't quite as good as the other two, but uh, bas- basically I put that on on it and I do a wrap around and zoom in as far as I can <laughs> go and I just sit there and 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 I feel like I'm on the ride minus the you know the motion and all that but. You know, you still kind of get absorbed into it. The first thing um, I would put on there is like one of the Star Wars movies in 3D. Probably like they own. What's it? I was gonna say they only released the the one in 3D, but I forgot the 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 newest ones, the Disney ones were yeah. were uh, released in 3D. I was it. Yeah, I was. There's uh I mean, there's that one and Rogue One. Well, I guess that's that's considered one of the newest ones. But yeah, yeah. that would I would definitely try something out like that. D- didn't Phantom Menace come out in 3D? I want to say is that the one? Yeah, yeah. So so back before Lucasfilm was was sold to Disney, George Lucas had a plan of remastering all six movies and re-releasing them in 3D, and then I guess the ticket sales for Phantom Menace weren't that great so they just kind of abandoned the project um but I did see that in the theater in 3D I don't know if it was ever released on like like 3D Blu-ray or anything like that so I don't know if you'd be able to find it you can find but, it uh, uh, if I did. you're a certain uh, pirate you know what I mean well, I mean, you have to have you have to have had access to a digital file, and if it was never released in any sort of digital format, then you know, no, it might I, not exist. I, out there. I, 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 I have it. If you need, I, oh, I, you do I, have I, it, I, or I, I know somebody that does um, legally. Um, yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, I know that The Force Awakens was definitely released on 3D Blu-ray. That's the only Star Wars movie I've actually seen on a 3D Blu-ray. And it's sad because uh, Brandon and I were talking about this earlier. I've been looking all over for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, me 3D. too, me too. I cannot find yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that in the theater in 3D and it was amazing. Uh, but since the 3D at home market you know, kind of yeah. fell out of favor. They don't release the Blu-rays here anymore. So I think the only place um, you can find something like that is um, going to be like the Chinese release um, or the yeah, Japanese India, release. I, I have a couple of Disney movies in 3D um, from from India, mm -hmm. like Frozen and Frozen 2 and Big Hero 6. Those came out on 3D Blu-ray over there. Um, so, you know, you, you look around the right place, you can find them. And then, of course, you know, they end up online eventually. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I did uh, I, I did have several 3D movies already. Um, I downloaded uh, Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Um, for some reason, I can't get that to load on the, the unit. Every time I upload it disappears so i don't know if there's something wrong with the file or anything like sure. that but you know that's definitely one i'd want to see you know and i saw it in imax 3d but you know it's i guess vr is the next best thing right uh and of course i i queued up some some youtube videos of disney rides i i rode splash mountain uh for, for a final time since that's gone I rode that from my living room couch and sure. the people mover and stuff like that but uh, game wise I'm pretty sure I have not played a single one <laughs> but I still feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of it just because sure. of all the neat other the other neat stuff that it does um, so once I get my lazy ass uh, moving, maybe I'll get back into Beat Saber and, <sighs> and uh, Super Hot and all those games that actually give me exercise. I still have to finish uh, the uh, the Vader, the Darth Vader oh, right. game that came out for it years ago. I'm interested in you um, playing some of the games that are built with uh, like AR in mind. You know what I mean? That have like the. I have I have one like a first person shooter on my wish list that's supposed to be an AR. Um it's only ten bucks, but again, like I don't play games on it very often and I don't have the room to play it very often, so Give me um, face raiders. I bit the bullet on it. <laughs> yeah, that's they they need to have like a 3DS emulator. They've got or on the phone. Know, Virtual Boy put it, emulator. Put it on the phone. Put, give me face raiders on my phone somehow or something like that. There you go. A tie-in with like um, Pokemon Go or something. I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, so I, I'll, I'll check those out eventually. The other one that I wanted to... Oh, the, the other thing I want to say about it is and I think I mentioned this last week the screens are better. So the 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 first quest had dual OLED screens of, like, I feel like they might have been max 720p-ish mm -hmm. for resolution. So the resolution wasn't great, but they had amazing uh, contrast and and color saturation and, and brightness and all that because anybody who's used an OLED screen knows your blacks are black. They don't even have a backlight to them. Right. If it's not 
if it's not a color and it's not a light, it the pixel does not light up. So the blacks were pure black, the whites were pure white, the colors were, were vivid, and it was amazing, but the processor wasn't that great. And um, you know, the the resolution wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. And the thing was heavy as hell. Right. The two came out and it was lighter. But instead of having the dual OLED screens, it went to a single LCD screen that, like, think about how, like, the, uh, like a Google Cardboard works, <laughs> basically, or, 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 Labo. Uh, yeah, lab, you know, the Labo VR, or, you know, those plastic things you put your phone in that you get at Walmart for, like, five bucks. It was basically, that sort of thing. There was an LCD screen, and then you had the lenses, and then when you adjust the width of the lenses, it would just move the picture. So they had a higher resolution picture, but it had terrible uh, contrast. Like the blacks were just like this milky gray color. Yeah, I, I never had one, um, but I heard the there was bad ghosting too. Out. Yeah, like so. So you had this trade-off. Like it was a more powerful engine. It was a lighter unit. Um, and, and you know more storage and better controllers and all that but the screen was was not great the three still uses lcd but there are two individual 4k lcd screens right one for each eye so you still don't get those oled level blacks but the contrast is definitely better. Of course, the resolution is much better. Right. And uh, like I said, the field of view on it is is noticeably wider. So um, I, I think this, for people like Brandon who did not get the two and were waiting for an actual upgrade, um, I think the three is, is the upgrade you you all been been waiting for. Um, yeah, because I I have the component. Rift, like the one that only connects to your computer. Yeah. Does that? How? What are the monitors on that? Uh, I think it was the same. I, I'd have to look it up. I think it was the same as the one, the Quest one. Yeah, I I feel like yeah, I feel like the Quest was basically just a Rift with a you know like an Android built in, um, but but yeah, I mean like the. My only complaint thus far is is the lack of an OLED screen, but everything else about it is an improvement over over the two. So the, I'm looking uh, at the the Rift. The Rift has an OLED with um, 20, two, 2,600 by 1,200 resolution. So I think it was a little bit higher than the Oculus One, but it was still the OLED. And I, honestly, I didn't realize that my Rift was OLED, and I really do like the way the Rift looks. So that that might be a step down to me, honestly. But um, you know, worth it because I, I can uh, like you know take it away from my computer. You know, I remember turning on the the Quest One and not realizing that I turned it on because you have like a couple seconds of just a black screen right. before the logo appears. And I remember like pressing the button, like, why isn't it turning it on? Why isn't it turning on? I heard the sound and oh, there it is. <laughs> you know, like, didn't occur to me back then that it might've been an OLED screen because I didn't know what those were until, you know, the Switch started using them. Right. Now I got OLED Switch, I've got an OLED TV, of course my, you know, iPhone is OLED and like I'm I'm all about the OLED now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, the um I, I 
that's going to be interesting because I know I'm going to get one of those Quest 3s. It looks like it's going to have a much higher resolution for sure compared to the Rift. But that OLED, man, there's something to be said about that. I didn't, like I just said, I didn't realize that that's what I was looking at. But I knew, I know that when I put that thing on, like if I'm watching a movie or something like that, it's just like, it, it it's incredible, you know? Like it just looks so nice. I've never yeah. watched a better movie than watching a movie like on the Rift. So watching, if you had to make a comparison, uh, watching a movie on the Rift or the Quest 1 is kind of like watching it on, you know, a TV mm -hmm. where, where you've got the best possible brightness, especially because it's OLED. Um, and I've got an OLED TV. The Quest 3 is kind of like you're watching a movie in a movie theater. The blacks are not pure black but the darkness and contrast and everything is good enough that you're that you can see you know that you can see everything and it looks good the quest 2 i would equate to watching a movie on a projector screen in your living room or your backyard okay um, <laughs> so so like your your blacks are going to be gray your whites are going to be gray your colors are going to be washed out and i mean they'll look good enough but but yeah, I think the if you're looking for an upgrade to the Rift or the One, I think the Three is it. Sucks that it's not OLED, but that's I, literally my only complaint about it. I, I don't far. think that they're ever going to go back to OLED because I don't even think that the uh, Pro is OLED. I'm pretty sure it's just like, you know, just a higher contrast. Yeah, no, the Pro. Yeah, the Pro wasn't wasn't OLED either. I I I wish that they'd at least gone QLED. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, so Q QLED is basically it's an LCD screen that is backlit, but it's only backlit where the lighting needs to be. So, and they've been doing TVs like this for for quite a while. So, like it's the pixels will so the pixels won't light up if it's black, but it's not like an OLED where. You know, it's just pure color, right? Um, right. But even a Q, but even a QLED, I think, would have been an upgrade over this. But yeah, again, it's my only, it's my only complaint about it thus you, far. You know what I miss, and I don't need them to go back to this technology. But do you, did you ever have a plasma TV? There was nothing like the blacks on like a plasma TV. Oh my gosh! I never had a plasma. Um, I didn't get a plasma. My first flat screen was an LCD because I heard that plasmas were notorious for burn-in. Oh my god. Especially, I, yep. especially for video games. Yep, so. I, I still... My first ever plasma TV, I got to play um, Gears of War, and um, it still probably to this day has like the Gears of War, um, like the ammo reticle thing or whatever, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Yep, that's a thing, but it was it looked so good. It was just so good. I I, I, I don't think they even make 4K plasmas. It's like I think plasma is like a dead technology at this I, point. So. I, yeah, I don't think I, every everything at this point is either OLED, QLED, or just standard LCD. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, like like L, uh, LED backlit. They they don't do fluorescent backlit anymore, thank God. But um, yeah, everything. Yeah, plasma's plasma's gone. Man. Yeah, I can't wait until OLED technology gets cheap enough that that becomes the, the norm, standard right? Yeah. Because 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 that's that's the best of the best there. Yeah, they're still a little bit too expensive for me. Like when I can get 
three TVs for the price of an OLED. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I want one so bad. I want one so bad. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe this quest will be the happy medium where I don't need to have a, another T. I, I, listen, don't look at my Amazon wish list. I have been looking <laughs> at projectors and I have been looking at um, like just all kinds of unnecessary entertainment stuff, you know? So, yeah. So I actually have a projector. I got it for like 50 bucks off of an Amazon sale oh, cool. and I bought a screen and actually over the summer uh, I went uh, you know for the, for that week that I wasn't on the podcast I was actually staying at a, at a house with my in-laws and we set up the this 120 inch screen in the backyard set up the projector and we watched uh, uh, Jungle Cruise oh, nice. on it so you know like 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 you know, they're, they're they're fun things to have, and those are coming down price anyway. Anyway, this has been TV Tech Talk <laughs> with Justin and Eugene. Sure, um, Eugene, what games have you been playing? <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of forgot we were talking about games, right? No, um, I I want to start with uh, Pokemon Go because they just had an event. And it was pretty good. It was the, um, I don't know these Pokemon's names. It's the Pokemon that has, he's holding like a tree or something. Or holding like a like a steel girder or something. I don't know. But they had. Um, so you say holding a tree and all I can think of is Farfetch'd. That's how old I am. <laughs> right. This is one of the newer gen ones. But I'm with you. Like past Pokemon Gold and forget it. You're just a Pokemon number at this point. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Um the thing about the events these days is you kind of have to leave the house. Um, so that kind of, you know, got us out of the house, out, out to the mall, kind of like walking around. And it was fun. So we got to meet some people that were raiding. Um, we raided with some people, exchanged some Pokemon codes. And have, now I have some new friends to send gifts to. So I'm, I'm, I'm back in pretty hard in Pokemon Go. I know I go like ebb and flow, but um, Niantic's been doing some cool stuff. They just launched this thing called and I haven't done it yet, but it's like a party thing. So apparently you can like link up with three friends and like, um, I don't know exactly what it does, but you can go like raid together and stuff. And I, I'm guessing like you'll get like extra bonuses after the raid and like, you know, your Pokemon will hit harder, that type of thing. But you know, they're just, they're just doing little things here and there that I appreciate. So uh, I gave them a dollar for their stupid event. They got two from me and my for uh, for total from me and my wife. I'm still not gonna buy any of those fifteen dollar events. That's insane. Like thirty dollars between the two of us for one event. Like I don't think so. Um, so yeah, that's Pokemon Go. Having fun with that one. I, f I fell off Pokemon Go hard when when we went on on vacation that one week. Like I was. I was doing it. I was at the very least, um, you know, catching a Pokemon mm -hmm. and spinning a Pokestop every day for months. And then, you know, we went on vacation. I fell out of the habit and that was it. I don't think I, I've booted up the game since. So for, <laughs> for me, Niantic has, um, since, since I'm level 40, I can um, nominate Pokestops. So, and I had for like the last two years, I've nominated so many Pokestops, probably like 15, 20 of them. Well, recently they're having this um, initiative where they're like really like taking a look at the nominations and like kind of like fast forwarding the process to um, accept them. So in the last 
three months, I would say that I've gotten four Pokestops nominate, uh, accepted all by my house. So like I have one that I can nice. walk <laughs> 90 seconds to basically to the mailbox and spin see, a Pokestop. See, you need, you need one of those Pokemon plus Pokemon go plus plus things. Cause you just turn that thing on, sync it up to your phone, set it within the sphere of influence. And you can just be spinning, spinning auto spinning those things every, every five minutes. Yeah. Um, the, there is a, they finally, I used to have to walk all like a mile into town to spin the nearest Pokestop. Now there's one right behind my house, but it is far enough away from the house that I have to walk all the way to the back of the backyard in order to spin mm -hmm. it. So it's still not convenient. I would do it when I'd walk the dog in the morning, and that was it. But, but, yeah, I I kept wanting to nominate the uh, baseball field right across the street right. as uh, Pokestop, but I don't. My level's not high enough. Yeah, they. I think they may have recently um, lowered it, but I know before you have to be had to be level forty or above to get that feature. Um, so yeah, I'm. <laughs> I've been nominating things all like crazy because they after the first one. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got got an itch. I've been like, okay, don't look at my eBay history because what I've been doing is looking at old like mailbox or uh, newspaper stands that I can buy to put like one of those like free libraries like right outside my house so that I can nominate that for a Pokestop, not for the free <laughs> books to give away children, no, so that I can spin Pokemon while I'm at my couch. That's the intention for that. Um, that, that is, that is, that is an end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good, Justin. Um, so yeah, that's Pokemon Go. Been playing a lot of that. Um, been playing a lot of retro games too lately. Um, the, the, the thing about having a hacked switch is that I am just like, always opening up retro arch and just like playing something random i wish that retro arch had like a like a g g i'm feeling lucky feature like google has like just give me a, a random game in my <laughs> library and let me play it that would be neat yeah because usually what i do is i'll just like push down on the on my screen because and then it'll scroll through my roms list and i'll just like close my eyes and push a and then that's the game i'm playing so um yeah i've been playing a lot of retro games mostly from the um nes and the snes because that's kind of my uh I don't know, that's kind of my retro sweet spot. That was, you know, the kind of my coming of age for gaming. So I was playing Clay Fighter the other day. I was playing, um, I, play, <laughs> I, I played um, Donkey Kong 3, because that's the only one I have never beat all the way to completion. So I'm going to try and beat that Same. one. Um, I, just a lot of stuff. I, I, I picked up Illusion of Gaia, of course, because that's ob obligatory. But I was like, no, I have a thousand game ROMs on this stupid thing. Um, there's got to be something that is going to be better or at least different than a game that I've beaten a hundred times. So, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, as far as newer games, I'm getting closer to completing Starfield. I, I just hate that game, though. I really, really, really do. I hate that I'm still playing it. Um, if I don't beat it in this next week, I told myself I'm just not going to beat it. I'm just, just not going to do it. But it's got this thing where I, I'm not enjoying the actual game. I'm enjoying, like, collecting everything. Because it's got my, like, ADHD brain, like in a <laughs> in a in a funk man like if i see that i can 
fill up my uh, spaceship with all of this like one board game because like why not yeah I'm gonna collect all these board games that I find and every time I find one of these board games I'm gonna put it in my uh, ship and uh, that's um, kind of been my obsession yeah that's me in Skyrim with books oh sure I have at least one copy of every single book in that game I've only read like maybe five of them sure but I have to if it's a book I don't already have I have to have yeah it. so my god so I guess I I'm you you're go ahead your ship is probably your ship is probably like your your home in in Skyrim, yeah. where it's the only place where you can store things that doesn't have a limit. The, the, yes, that, but also because I my I chose my starting class um, as ha I don't even remember what it was, but I actually have a home as well because of the class that I started. But yeah, I can like store s stuff in both places, and yeah, both places are filled with either board games or just random like. Okay, there's this like uh, I I don't know why I like it, but there's like this uh, desk ornament that's on the that's in the game, and every time I see like this desk ornament, it's like this weird triangle looking thing. All right, well, getting that, and I'm adding it to my collection. So I'm I'm like. I'm, I'm making fun in this game. I'm not having fun in this game. If that does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 not everything that I wanted it to be, especially coming out of like watching um, like Ahsoka and like oh yeah, there's all this like intergalactic space travel and stuff, and just just Starfield is not that. I have to watch that. Oh, you should, but watch uh, watch Rebels first because um, it's basically Rebels 2.0. Um, the that is that is a that is a pretty serious prerequisite to watching an eight episode miniseries that I don't want spoiled. No, no, no. <laughs> Rebels is easy. Rebels is uh, is short. Um, Clone Wars is the one that's a commitment. However, if you're going to watch Rebels, you better watch Clone Wars, too. So B buckle up, buddy. You've got some TV to watch. Um, <laughs> but serious. I'll find close. But, ser but seriously, though, if you want to get the most out of it, there's uh, there's probably some stuff in there that you should know. Um, anyways, back to the games that I've been playing. Starfield. Mm -mm, strong uh, love-hate relationship with that one. I'm leaning more towards the hate side, for sure. Um, you are playing Starfield the way Lucas played Breath of the Wild. Totally, actually. Yeah, actually, totally, <laughs> totally. And I don't know why. I just don't know why. It's just, uh, God. Uh, okay, let me give you an example of why this is so, a frustrating game. I walked into this, um, and there's a lot of space stations like this, but I walked into this space station knowing that there wasn't going to be, like, any gravity or anything like that, right? So um, when you're in zero grav, you can like jump higher and like you can actually like float and stuff like that and you know it's supposed to be cool but like combat in zero grav is just not fun you know and there's a lot of moments where you're doing that where okay you think you cleared out this entire space station but like there's just some a-hole sniping you from like a box somewhere you know and you just don't know where it is and by the way, you've already filled up your encumbrance uh, picking up all the board games and triangles that you found. So fighting this a-hole is really hard because anytime you take a step, your oxygen meter goes down and your CO2 goes up. And if your CO2 fills up, then your screen gets all blurry. So again, like they, they're just... I, I feel like the game is, is getting in its own way a lot of the times, you know? So, ah, Starfield... Um, I am having fun with Pikmin 3, though. I find, So I, uh, 
I put that down. Three or four? I'm sorry, four, 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 four. My bad. Um, I, I, I beat, beat, quote unquote, beat that game a few weeks ago, and then I kind of put it down. Um, but then there's so much more to do after you, quote unquote, beat the game. Um, I guess minor spoilers if you don't want to know what happens in um, Pikmin 4, but um, you find Olimar. But the cool thing about when you find Olimar is that like it kind of tricks you. It's like, ah, game over. You found Olimar. But no, there's more. And then you get to actually like play as Olimar in a certain um, like mode, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot, a lot, lot more to do in um, Pikmin 4. And I um, finally beat it. Like, done. 100% Louis is an a-hole. Um, we did the whole everything. And that is the, um, that's the real space exploration game of the year because screw Starfield, man. Um, Pikmin 4 is a good game. It's just like pure fun gameplay, you know? Like, it, it, you would think if I it described what Pikmin is, that's not fun, you know? Like, you, okay, you're yeah. taking all these little lemmings somewhere that, and carrying something from one place to another. That's one of the reasons why I never bothered to try it. It just sounded too it's, complicated yeah, for me. It sounds dull. It sounds like it's not fun, but it's fun. It's a fun game. Like, it's a... Uh, it's got everything that you would expect from a Nintendo developed game from, you know, the polish to the great music. Man, does it have great music. It is just like probably one of the best soundtracks for sure this year. Um, it is just good. Uh, it's a fun one. It's a, I, I highly recommend Pikmin 4 uh, if you have like a... I don't know, like a, a voucher lying around burning a hole in your system. That would be what my recommendation. So finish that one. And then the only other thing I put any considerable time into was um, actually Tears of the Kingdom because I was okay. trying to scratch my open world itch that Starfield just wasn't scratching, you know? And, um, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild was just sitting there. I was like, let, let me go back. Let me, let me just go back. And I, so I thought I had pretty much like done and seen everything but there was this uh this area of the map where i found this quest and, and i'm like how is there so how is there still more game i just didn't i, I there it brought me to an area of the sky that i had never seen before so i'm just like this is just an absolutely fascinating i had more fun in the like 30 minutes that i played tears of the kingdom um that i have in the entirety of starfield it, it that is a yeah that's, it's just a good game i'm still finding new things in in tears of the kingdom like i said a few weeks ago i was just kind of wandering around gerudo desert i found uh, this a canyon there that wasn't there in Breath of the Wild. Explored the whole length of that. I found a cave system that was like hidden under. I the know sand what you're talking about. Just this huge, yeah, this huge area. That I'm like, how did I miss this? Like, it's yeah. Every time I boot that game up, even if I don't accomplish anything or find anything, I 
find something to entertain me. Right, yeah, even if I'm not doing anything. So I played it played it for two sessions. I played it for 30 minutes on like Saturday and then another like 45 minutes to an hour on Sunday. My like 30 minute session was like literally me doing nothing but duplicating items. I was like, oh, I got, I need a, I need more bombs. I need more of this. And then by the time um, it was, I was like falling asleep. I was like, okay, I'll get back to this tomorrow. But like even duplicating items Thank is God fun. I still have, Thank God I still have a couple of duplication glitches that I can right. use because, you know, as, as we've discussed, I accidentally updated it after the uh, Y and B glitch right. was patched out. Yeah, and I still have that so. one. And I every, I every time I think about playing Breath of the Wild, I'll very carefully go put my console in airplane mode again. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I think I said Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but yeah, I just, it's a, such a good game. I, I, I didn't think that I would be, find myself playing it, what? This game came out in March, so like six, seven months later. Like, my goodness, it's uh My God, I can't believe it was March when it came out. Yeah, or was it May? <laughs> I can't remember, one of the M months. Um, I think it might have been May, but either way. Yeah. It's, yeah, it has to have been May because I gave it to my older child as a birthday present, and his birthday's in June. Yeah. Oh, so, you know what? March was Breath um, of the Wild, and May is Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, what? Five months later? Like, that's crazy. You know? Like, I don't. I and uh, five months later, after putting 250 hours in it for me, what? Close to 300 hours or more for you? I think you had mentioned. So like. Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've easily broken the 300-hour barrier. I don't know by how much. Yeah, but. I I know you listeners are probably tired of us hearing us talk about this game, but there's just so much game. I, I, I guess I can see why Nintendo's not keen on making any DLC. They're like, you haven't even finished what we gave you, so like, go finish that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of it for me. I think that's kind of it for the show, too. Um, I'm probably gonna get a quest three but i'm gonna gift it to myself for christmas so i guess in the next couple of months you, you maybe we'll be questing together i don't even know if there's any multiplayer quest games available but that would be fun oh there oh there are but you know me i don't like playing on kind of same <laughs> honestly like i i, I mostly I, enjoy my single player games because yeah but uh yeah especially especially in vr like i, I mean my my kids will play just hours and hours of like gorilla tag and stuff like that and i'm like eh, i'd rather just play you know beat saber until my arm <laughs> right yeah that i guess that's kind of uh maybe it's a generational thing because yeah that's uh kind of always been how i've seen things even when like online was like really starting to come about and like call of duty and everything yeah i played a little call of duty but like you know what I'm going to go spend 200 hours in Twilight Princess because that's where I really want to be spending my time. Um, I played a crap ton of Halo 2, and then I don't think I ever played any other competitive multiplayer game to that extent again, except maybe like Mario Kart 8. Mine would have been um, Call of Duty Modern, whatever, 4 Modern Warfare, whatever the game, the name of the, that game was. Um, and... Uh, I think the one of the Black Ops games, but then after that, they were all kind of the same. I was getting annihilated by five-year-olds every night, and I just didn't need that um, to be a part of my life anymore. So uh, yeah. Um, anyways, I didn't think we were going to make it to an hour this week, but it looks like we did. Um, we made it there just about. So we're, I think we're going to call it a show here tonight. 
Um, Twenty minutes of TV talk will do that. Yeah. Well, once you once you watch Ahsoka and all the other things, I I kind of want to talk to you about some Star Wars stuff. So maybe if you ever get caught up, we can have like a a Star Wars uh, end, ending for the show. Maybe a stinger or something like that. But anyways, until then, um, thank you, Justin. I appreciate you as always joining me tonight. This has been Infendo Radio. Goodbye. Adios. Go vote. See you real soon.